Iced tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love I, it. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, I am a first-class name dropper. The great, legendary John Madden. And then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is that? Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I sniffed that out. I sniffed that out. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by the good people of Chevy. We are right in the middle of the thick of the race of the National Football League, careening towards the middle of the season in 2012, how the time has flown. Could not be more excited to be coming to you on the Monday after Week 7's games on Sunday, getting set for the Lions and the Bears. If you were downloading this podcast, hoping to hear what happened in that game, if we could tell you, we would be in a different city right now. That is just the the way it rolls here on the show. We're um, talking to you after that day as I'm getting set to head to Minnesota to kick off week number eight already on Thursday Night Football. The Bucks, who came this close to being 500 entering that game, coming um, uh, up short against the now surging New Orleans Saints, who have won two in a row after dropping their first four, getting Joe Vitt back with his six-game suspension now in the books. The New Orleans Saints beating the Bucks, so the Bucks come into this Thursday night game on NFL Network at 2-4. and four. The Vikings take care of business against Arizona. The Vikings come in a five-win team at 5-2. and two. will be an interesting game to kick off week number eight. Uh, as for uh, that week as well, we'll be talking quite a bit about uh, what not just happened this weekend, but also what's coming up this weekend, including the International Series returns. The New England Patriots head across the pond to take on the St. Louis Rams. I will have what they call over in the U.K. a top-notch presenter on this program. <laughs> Vernon Kay of BBC One Radio, also a, a, a presenter uh, of game shows as well across the pond. And a big-time National Football League nut. The man plays American football in a league that's set up over in the U.K. for people who love this beautiful game that we so enjoy, made in America and played mostly in America. Um, Vernon Kay will be joining the show. Also coming up on this show, Jerry Ferrara makes his return as we'll talk about everything that just went down this weekend and what's coming up in week number eight. Lots of fantasy football. He's shooting an a fascinating new movie as well with some big-time stars in it. And he will be joining us later on in the show, but good to see you for the moment. My two Chris's, Chris Brockman, good to see you, sir. Rich, what's going on, man? Chris Law, good to see you. Rich, always a pleasure. Good to see you. Um, and on this show presented by Chevy, um, the international series that we're, again, talking about uh, in a moment features the New England Patriots. You have the floor, Chris Brockman. Are you nervous? Uh, I mean, Not it's... particularly about this upcoming matchup. However, no, Rich, no, 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 no. Like uh, it's very rare that the Patriots win a game, and we're all wondering what's going on with the well, Patriots. Well, like I texted you after the game, the Patriots are not good. What they are is 4-3 and three in a conference that has only two other teams over 500 still, and one of them got boat raced Indeed. in Houston. Indeed. I, and, was, and, and, and the, I mean, I couldn't have been the only one shocked by that, right? Well, I'm shocked by it. Well... I mean, uh, you'd Joe have to Flacco think Baltimore... Joe Flacco on the road you'd have to think that, You'd have to think that Baltimore would be more... 
more of a viable team. And especially the way that Houston looked at home against Green Bay. I know, and I know Ray Lewis is their, is their heartbeat. As the London Warriors, Vernon Kay's team, found out over the uh, summer, if you remember for, when Ray Lewis visited the U.K. and spoke to an American playing football team, it was Vernon's team, yeah. the London Warriors. But uh, anyway, Ray, you figure if Ray's out, I understand that that's a big problem. Right. They did go 4-0 without Ray last year. Ladarius Webb, I know, is the bigger issue maybe. Suggs showed up. It was 3 nothing mid-first quarter when Suggs sacked Matt Schaum. I wore my T-Sizzle shirt, my T-Sizzle production shirt in honor of uh, Terrell Suggs. So, I mean, and you'd have to think, you know, Ray Rice touched the ball only 11 times. Houston but defense it, played great. Middle of the second quarter, when 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 Houston forced Flacco to go three and out three straight times, that was the game. That yeah. Flacco on that offense could not keep point for point with with Schaub and the Texans when they kept getting the ball back. And I tweeted out in the middle of the game that it looked like that Flacco had set a record, an NFL record for most tipped and batted balls thrown by an eight foot quarterback. <laughs> I saw that. One after another, after another, after another. A couple of them led to interceptions that was shocking but new england is above 500 they lead a division you're a division leader which means you that 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 gives you a playoff still don't feel good about it though it's middle of the season i mean made mark sanchez look like an all pro yesterday he was throwing the ball great in the second half i thought sanchez looked great stephen held didn't do him any favors. Well, that, that was the game pick. i know, no, that, of, I know no, that was the game a lot of sure. new york well, fans are talking about clock about the clock the, about about how, the two minute warning, the two and minute not, warning right. that the clock was the stopped clock somehow right before the two minute warning, so Tom Brady could get an extra, extra stop, time an out. extra timeout, because what the Jets did was made sure New England used its second remaining timeout. They had only one timeout left to go march down the field, and oh, so, somehow, some way, sure. Devin McCourty running the ball back after the kickoff, after the Jets go up three. Somehow, some way, that clock did not tick down to the two-minute warning. Just a two oh one, and there's a lot of talk. The NFL said there wasn't any shenanigans. You know what? For all the New York fans that are out there thinking, well, the the Patriots are doing their shenanigans. It's home cooking, all that stuff. Stephen Hill catched the ball. Yeah, Stephen Hill catches that ball. Game over. The Jets take the clock down to the two-minute warning themselves. Right. Themselves. And at that point, you start making New England use all of its timeouts. So Brady would have a zero left if somehow, some way, you have to settle for a field goal. But and the way they were moving it, fifteen or twenty seconds. The way they're moving it, they could have jammed it right in the exactly. end zone. Exactly. Which was I was very frightened. Big by. time rookie drop. You well, can tell though, on, the, on the replay, he's drop. looking upfield to try to get ground also, before he's I got mean, it. Sanchez threw a horrible ball on an end zone on a pass to the end zone for Hill. It was a bad throw, but Hill made no effort to come back and break it up. The defender just picked it off. Yeah. He, he could have easily yeah. broken it up. Well, I mean, you, there's always these mistakes that happen on both sides of the ball during the game, and you always have to focus on, I guess, the the, the end game. Um, but this lackluster but it, Jets defense scores 26 points at New England. Where you mean you, the offense, you mean the Jets offense. Right, the lackluster Jets offense, where you thought maybe the, this was going to be a boat race game for the Patriots at home. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Way to work that in. Thank you. In a natural way. A very natural way. Not a natural way. That's what we and, well, the natural returns this week. That's right. After a bye week. The only undefeated. It's my, my birds. And so, at any rate, uh, this fellow, Vernon Kay, who's coming on, I had, you know, uh, I had not heard of him he's a very popular man across the pond as they say he's very popular in the uk he's got a popular radio show he's he's the uh host of what we here would call family feud and he's uh he's a, he play he's a 38 year old man who plays safety for the london warriors that's incredible it's kind of awesome okay i mean he's out there putting on pads and, sh- and and a helmet and hitting people 
because he loves the game so much. And he tweets at me one time, and I, 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 I suddenly I get like dozens and dozens of tweets right back at me saying, I'm like, what's this all about? I check it out. How many followers does he have on Twitter? He's got over 800,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah, I think 830, 830,000. And so we go back and forth. Anytime he tweet, he's always been tweeting, we got to come out for the London game. I can't, you know. Yep. I got a whole game day morning to It's just one of well, several games in a week. Um, so he's going to join the show and Jerry Ferrara as well. And then with oh, tons of housekeeping items. A lot right? of housekeeping, yeah. We should give a shout-out to our, our, our UK homepage editor, Henry, who synced Henry us up. Henry Hodgson. Yeah, Henry Hodgson, who's actually in London for the game. Um, he's the one that synced us up with uh, Vernon, too, as well. Yes. And you, you knew Any other shout-outs? No, just, you know. Breer. Breer's over there for us. Sir Albert Breer. Albert Breer is traveling <laughs> Prince the Albert's yeah. in the camp. Albert Breer will have coverage on NFL.com and okay. Network. We send our Prince Albert across the way. And is it Marshall you said, Colin? I got, a, I got a bone to pick with Breer this week because uh, my Nittany Lions play his Ohio State. Oh, Buckeyes, and I'm don't, going to the, don't, I'm going don't, to the don't game. Start it. Don't start don't it. Don't get into him. a Twitter war with that. I'm not. I'm above him. I'm going to the game, though, so I'm looking forward to it. I just love how he goes after all these Florida fans. Thanks for your coach. You're going to miss him. What's their ranking now? Two, right? Florida's very good, Rich. They're very good. He's going to come down Alabama and Florida. Boy, Will Muschamp. Good dude. Good dude. Oh, we, you met, s- him. You well, sat- we met him in Dallas. Yeah, we met him in affair. Dallas. I sat right next to him. Is yeah. Emmett coming on next week? Uh, Emmett is next week. Uh, not 100% confirmed, but know. almost confirmed. Okay. Yeah. So let's get to it right now. The International Series between the Patriots and Rams in Wembley Stadium coming up this very weekend, or weekend, as uh, the folks who will be watching the game over in the U.K. might say. And um, who better to speak about it? Then a man uh, who loves him some American football, and we've been tweeting back and forth, as I mentioned earlier, uh, for several months, and it is an absolute pleasure right now to have on uh, the Rich Eisen podcast all the way from London is uh, Vernon Kay. How are you, Vernon? I'm very good, Rich. This is, this is a pleasure. This is a dream come true. I'll be honest with you. No, you can't, you can't be. That's, that can't no, be this, the case. Rich, this is a joy. It really is. For, for an American football fan in London to be talking to you on your podcast, <laughs> as a listener as well, <laughs> you know, this, this, this it, is cool. It blows my mind because Marshall Falk told me when he came back from, uh, from Wembley last year. He's coming again this year, by the way, as well. Yeah, we've been warned. Okay. <laughs> he, he told me <laughs> that there are more NFL Network fans in London who came up to him to talk about what we do on NFL Network from there than several of the American cities that he strolled around in the past well, seven that's years. What, that's what it is about the NFL International Series, is the fans over here are so passionate about football that they absorb everything we can about the game. The stats, uh, you guys on the NFL Network, mm-hmm. I mean, you should see the statue they have on Trafalgar Square, just left of Nelson's column of Mike Mayock. <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous. These is guys he, is are he watching, Is he watching film, watching tape? What is the, the actual statue <laughs> yeah. of, Vernon? What is he, it? He, he's sat in front of a DVD player. In, <laughs> he's got the remote in one hand, uh-huh. and the other one, he's holding aloft the DVD. <laughs> Triumphantly, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Breaking yes. down somebody from Sam Houston stage that could be drafted in <laughs> a the seventh that round. A no one's ever heard of. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, that yeah. is incredible that he would be so honored in such a, a, a spot <laughs> as Trafalgar uh, Square over there. So uh, how, in, in all seriousness, though, Vernon, how, because I, I know you play American football. You are, you are part of um, a league there, the London, the, uh, the London Warriors that you mm-hmm. had um, Ray Lewis come to speak to, the British American Football Premier League. How, um, how big is truly the National Football League in the U.K.? 
Well, at, at the moment, it, it's more of a... It's a sport that people like to watch but don't really understand the rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everyone, not everyone. People, okay. uh, there are, like myself, big, big American football fans who understand all the rules, uh, you know... All the ins and outs of the game, how it's played, what it means, offense, defense, special teams, coaches, blah, 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 blah. All yeah. the, the speciality positions and this, that, and the other. It's human chess. That's what the fans consider it to be over here. But uh, globally, it takes place behind soccer, rugby, and now after the Olympics, there's a whole batch of new sports that have been there kind of in the ether of mm-hmm. people's minds. Like what? Are, like what? Like, like athletics, you know, hockey. People are taking up those, those kind of sports. But American football, it just needs a big push like it did mid-80s. Early 90s, right. when American football was huge. It was massive over here. It really was. Yeah, the so Bears think- came, the, 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 the 85 Bears came the year after they won it all with Walter yeah. Payton, yeah. Ditka, the, uh, McMahon. That was the yeah. first, I believe, the first ever. It was a, it was a preseason game with da- Dallas and Tom Landry came in the 80s. Yeah, that's right. That that's was right. in, in were- Wembley. That was, the, the, I guess, the genesis. That was the first ever game that was played over there in the National Football League in the U.K. There, there was a game earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a game was, earlier than that? Yeah, the St. Louis Cardinals came over. Wow. Uh, they played, and then it was the big one with the Bears oh. and the Cowboys. And, and you know what? They even made the fridge run in a TD on that game. <laughs> <laughs> because he... Well, I mean, he that's was, what the, you got to give the people what they're looking for. You've got to give the people what they want. They wanted the refrigerator to carry the ball into the end zone, mm-hmm. and they did. That's what they did. And then from then on, it, it snowballed, and now we have regular season games. We've had one up to now, and then next year, right. going into 2013, we're going to have two regular season games. you got two, man. And it sells, out within, it sells out within 48 hours, Rich. Is that right? The game is huge. On Sunday, we're going to have 85,000 people, which ranks in the top 10 statistically of the most uh, the largest attendances in the NFL. So the NFL International Series is huge over here. And during really the game, great. during the game, as you said, it is it is a very difficult game to comprehend if you haven't seen it over and over and over again. Mm. And um, like the end of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers New Orleans Saints game. Uh, it appeared that Tampa Bay had tied the score with no time left, but there was a penalty for illegal touching, which I imagine for those who don't understand the game, it might be, it might think that he was going to be arrested on the spot. <laughs> you know what I mean, Vernon? Like he'd be, I, he'd be, Rich, I hear you. he'd be taken off you. and in, in handcuffs and taken yeah. over to Scotland Yard on the spot. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. He'd be sent to the tower. He'd be uh, right to the tower, to, exactly to, the, to Her Majesty the Queen, and uh, off with his head. That's, That's right. Happened. Uh, yeah. You but know? I think I think what it is. Poor Mike uh, Williams. That's right. Mike, your Mike <laughs> yeah. Williams would he'd, he'd need a quality barrister. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think what it is 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 because we're used to the kind of the nimble, light-footed soccer players that yes. we have, and they fall over just when someone opens a door and a breeze comes through. Uh, I think what we like about football, it's very similar to rugby. Uh, football is a collision sport, whereas rugby is more technical in the tackle. You know, and I think that's why British American football fans love the sport. They really do. And uh, to have 85,000 people there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, and the Wembley game has become kind of a, a good luck charm now because who'd have thought that the Bears would have done so well this season? Well, we did because they were here in London. Mm. And last year we had the Giants, 49ers and Patriots all in uh, the conference championship. Yes. They all played in London. Huh. Every team that comes to London will do well in the next couple of years. I guarantee that, Rich. Well, I mean, if you could, if you could guarantee, I guess, more short-term success, Vernon. I mean, that mm. might be a, that might be something that we could we could sell here on this side of the pond. 
You well, know what I mean? It's very difficult. It's very difficult sitting down with miserable Bill and, uh, and <laughs> telling him what the deal is. Is that what his name is in the in the, in the uh, in the tabloids? Over well, there? I'm not mentioning any names. No, uh, I mean there's only one Bill that's coming over this week. So there's only one miserable Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a face of thunder. Yeah. From the moment he steps off the plane mm-hmm. to the moment he steps back onto the plane, miserable Bill will have game face. Well, What's you've had big... game face. Well, Tom Coughlin yeah. as well. I mean, you got is – there, is there anybody that Belichick could compare to uh, domestically in your, well, Ale- in your sports Ale- world? Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson, the mm-hmm. manager of Manchester United, mm-hmm. he, he has a game face, and uh, sometimes he's very unapproachable. But, uh, mm. yeah, I think that, that would be a good equivalent because both very, very successful coaches, both done extremely well uh, on the global stage as well as the, the, the kind of uh, local stage. You know what I think and, we, we should know. do? We should have Belichick um, meet the Minister of Silly Walks, Vernon. <laughs> do you think yes. we could get John Cleese out there? Oh, that would be phenomenal. And, and have him do the whole Silly Walk thing. I don't yeah, know if Belichick we, would go for it, but we'll. No, you know. I th- well, I think you know what I think. When once miserable Bill, I think if the weather gets better, that's great. That's great nickname. Once the weather gets better, you know, Rich, I think I think Bill will will wear the shorts. He'll take the hoodie off, mm-hmm. and he, and he'll kind of absorb the atmosphere, and Bra- which you can't miss. Brady will not be able to breathe with the with the uh, paparazzi there, right? I mean, Brady's no. going to be the one guy that they follow this entire week. Well, would you, you say know, that. I don't want to. I don't want to rain on Tom's parade. Okay. But if if he were to walk around the streets of London, mm. I don't think that many people would recognize. Really? Him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, Giselle would probably get. I mean, his wife, Mrs. Tom yeah. Brady, Giselle Bunchin might. The odd, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't. I don't think that that a lot of people recognize Tom Brady uh, outside of an Uggs commercial. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the comfortable shoes. They yeah. are comfortable shoes. Yeah. Comfortable shoes. These... I, 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 I cried a little tear when I saw that little commercial. Did you really? Time. Yeah, last Christmas by my mum, a pair of Uggs. I did cry. Tom, <laughs> has it really come to this? So, who's <laughs> what, what's your favorite team in the National Football League, Vernon? Well, because of the '85 game, I'm a Bears fan. Okay. Uh, but recently, with my connection to Ray Lewis, I've kind of taken on board the Ravens, mm-hmm. and I think that the way that the big man plays football, dominates the middle of, of the defense. I think uh, for anyone, that is something to be witnessed. And I saw it live. You guys were there on the Thursday night game against the Browns, the Ravens. Yes, Browns. we were. I was in uh, <coughs> Ray's box. <coughs> you were? Yeah, 50-yard line. <coughs> <laughs> do you, have, do you, do you yeah. need a lozenge, Vernon? Do you need no, something? A, you got I, something just don't your... like, I, I just don't like name-dropping, Rich. Oh, well, you, you should know? hang out with wow. me a little more. Oh, because yeah. you'd be... You'd... <laughs> You, you, After you, this show, Vernon, you'll be well. That's right. I can get you over that hump. Don't worry about okay. that. But so, how how did you how did you uh, hook up with Ray Lewis? Because he did. We we did see that uh, on NFL.com, and that made mm. uh, that made the viral rounds here in the United States. After he spoke to the London Warriors, your team in the British American Football Premier League, I get a lot of requests. You know, to come across my table, but. This one request came across my table, and you know the coaches and really poured out their hearts. They wrote me a long letter saying how impactful it would be if I could just come share some time with them and speak with them. Ninety percent of them probably have been through what I'm have been through, going through what I'm going through, or just need some type of motivation or some type of just you know partnership. And for me, that's why I came over here. Talent, I promise you. Take it away from me right now. You got a greater man. Because I was never raised off talent. 
I was raised off pain and work ethic. That's what I'm asking every man in this room here today. Have you figured out what motivates you? How did you, how did you get Ray to your spot? It was very simple. We sent him an email and we explained uh, the story of the guys that play within the team. You know, there's a lot of guys from uh, disadvantaged backgrounds, a lot of guys who have previously been involved in gang culture from inner city, urban parts of London. And the head coach, uh, Coach Tony Allen, used to work for the NFL when the international uh, programme was, was, was working and was up and running, NFL Europe. And he thought that it would be a good idea to use football as a tool to work within the community to bring guys away from uh, the not-so-glamorous parts of London and use football to kind of put them on the right track. And I, I sent an email to uh, Mr Lewis and the, the Ravens, and he replied within 24 hours, Rich. No he kidding. Said, I'm coming. Within 24 hours, he said, I'm coming. And we set a date. He came. He did a one-hour, 20 minutes unrehearsed, unprompted, no cue cards, spoke about life, spoke about his life experiences, and the room was deadly silent. Yeah. Deadly silent for all that time. And then we came out, he, he took practice, and it was really inspirational, really inspirational. And it moved a lot of people, you know, it moved a lot of guys who, who find it very difficult to uh, show their emotions. And then after that, there was a real outpouring of, okay, if Ray can do it, if Ray's been there in the situation that I'm in right now, then I can do it as well. And it was, it was inspiring, it really was. And then we've kind of built the relationship up from there. So what does uh, the London Warriors do to keep some, some of these young kids off the streets? Tell me a little we bit just, more about that, Vernon. Well, we use, we use every, all the tools that you could use within a, a team sport. You know, communicate. Uh, football is it's not just one man. You know, there's 11 men on the field and yep. everyone's got a different role to play. And that's what we try and encompass within the Warriors is that, look, it's you. You have your issues, but come along, share them, open up. Let's, let's do this together. And uh, it really, really works. We've got fantastic results. You know, guys... I know it sounds simple and I know it sounds obvious, but guys in full-time employment, guys who have, have turned their backs on that kind of lifestyle, the gang culture, and guys who are, who are doing stuff really positive now and, and all because of football. No, and and I, I just want to say that that's why I think the NFL starts to need to put its foot down and do some kind of legacy here in London because it's all well and good and pitching the tent and having the circus for a week of football, but then it packs it back up and then it goes back to America. I think the NFL needs to come over and start to lay some foundations where we can use football as a tool within the community and introduce new kids, younger kids, to the sports of American football. Well, you, we're, we're, the league's coming twice, as you pointed out, um, yeah. next year, that there's another game that's coming. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have a tremendously uh, large following internationally and also uh, in Ireland, which is yep. you know obviously up the road from you, and yep. the you know the owner the owner of uh, of the Steelers is the current ambassador, the United States ambassador to that country right. as well. So that's I guess that's a start. But I'm just trying to mm. say, do you think that there could be a team there, an actual I, team there where the stadium sells out eight times a year, and then the stadium the the, the team is viable enough to play eight road games across the Atlantic? That's that's the rub, Vernon. Wouldn't you say? It, no, it really is. Well, remember a few years back when there was the World Bowl? We had a team over here in London. We had a team in Frankfurt. We had teams in, I think it was Birmingham, Orlando in America. The World League of American Football. The World League. The, the WLAF. Yeah, the Rhine Fire. Waffle. Yeah. Right, all of that yeah. stuff. There was NFL Europe, the World League of American Football, all of that stuff, sure. That's right, yeah. And I, I think... I think it's all about logistics. I think whether air travel can become quicker, whether uh, you know we can solve the problem of... of so Richard Branson is our man. Branson's well, the man yeah. to do this, is what you're saying. 
I mean, get some sort those, of craft that can. Yeah. He's working are those on spaceships. Them. Are those spaceship rockets good enough and, <laughs> and, and strong enough to lift the football team into space? That's the question, Richard. It's all down to you, Mister Branson. Hey, if there's anyone who could do that, as you know, he's probably working on it as we speak. Fire, sure probably is. fire up the Concord. I think it'll take. I think it'll take about uh, between five and, and ten years for people to really think about bringing a franchise over here mm-hmm. into London. Because uh, apart from the UK, the second nation that buys the tickets up for the London game is Germany. Germany. is Europe. Yep. And uh, those guys love football. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's, we'll see. This, we'll yeah, see. I know. Well, in the meantime, we're, we got this game, and then we've got uh, two games next year, and we'll see where it goes from there. How do you see let's, – let's break it down, Vernon Kay. Now, I know okay. – again, I know you've got your, your BBC Radio 1 show. You're the host of Family Fortunes as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the equivalent of family, family feud. feud. There, okay, yeah. so top top five answers are on the board. Here's your question. Nice. Okay, okay. <laughs> top five answers on the board. These 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 things need to happen for the Rams to win this weekend. Ooh, uh, I, it I needs you, to rain. It needs to. <laughs> what it needs it, to rain. I'm sure, there are a few players who will make it rain over there. Yeah, it's Joe Well, hey, hey, we don't need to make hey, it rain. Hey, hey, easy. Stop yeah. that now. I, I think that if you've got such a powerful running back. Mm-hmm. Stephen Jackson. I right. think one, when the turf's soggy, uh, take the ball out of, uh, what's he called, the young quarterback, out of his yeah, hands. Yeah, Bradford Tans, yeah. That's it, Bradford Tans. Let Stephen run up, up the middle, around the outside, because when it's soggy and we play real, real gritty football, yes. that's, that's the only chance I think the Rams have got. Because when it's raining, Tom's going to think twice about throwing to all his weapons. Okay. You know, because he's got a lot of those. I love it, Vernon. That is a quality. I mean, you know, I mean, we'll see. Because the Patriots, you know, they just they just barely uh, pulled one out against the Jets oh. at home. Against the Jets, I know. And Sanchez was running around. How how the is Jets. how is Tim Tebow over in in London? How what are, what are, oh. what do the UK NFL fans feel of Tim Tebow? Well, those of us who have loved the game since '85, Rich, mm-hmm. think he's a joke. <laughs> But the kids who've just got into football and yes. love the branding, the merchandise, yes. you know, T-Boeing, they're big fans of the big man. But when it comes down to football, I think the Patriots, at the end of last season, they found him out, and that's why he left. That's why he got traded, okay. because as soon as you shut down the option and uh, running around the outside, he's not got a chance. Hmm. That's Tim Tebow. That's the way he's viewed <laughs> over there. Vernon, this has been this has been awesome, man. Um, can I come on your show? Can I come on the BB One, BBC Radio One uh, oh, show? Rich, that would be a joy. Seriously, it would be let's, a joy to introduce you to the UK. I'd love to do the home and home. I'd like to do, do that. that. Let's hook that up. Because uh, outside of the United States and Canada, this this podcast is downloaded most in. In the UK, right, Chris Law? Is yeah, that true. Yep, Canada is. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, the UK is number two. I think Canada is actually three. There you go. Wow. Yeah, let's there do you it. Go. Our international followers are legendary. legendary. It's the stuff of legend. Yeah. Shout out! To I would, I would love to. I would absolutely love to do that. And so, where, when, when is the uh, the British American Football Premier League playing? Is it does that happen in the spring or is it happening now? No, it, it's just finished. Okay. We, we we went undefeated until the final. Oh, uh, we we lost like, to our crosstown rivals. You're like the 2007 Patriots. Why do we got to bring That's that right. up, Rich? Yeah, exactly. You know that hurts. That hurts. That really hurts. So you lost on. to the London Blitz. The, the, the Patriots, yeah, we lost to the London Blitz. The Patriots and, uh, have to be your guys' least favorite team in the NFL, right? Just based on the fact that <laughs> they're in Boston and the, the, their mascot is the Patriot. I mean, yeah, no, actually, they're they're one of the biggest supported teams over here. The Patriots. They've got I, a massive I, fan base. Chris, the books. I think the uh, Revolutionary War 
of the late uh, 1700s. I think, I believe... That hatchet has been buried. Yeah, maybe you're right. By yeah, this let, point let's in time. move on. Let's until move on. I guess until Romney goes over there around Olympics time. Oh, please. You know there's some old neighbor of Brockman's in Maine holding a grudge. That's from Brockman's. <laughs> <laughs> very well could be. But so yeah. so you lost to the London Blitz in the very last the game. London Blitz, the last game of the season. But you know what? If it didn't break us, which it hasn't, it can only make us strong. There's a sporting <laughs> cliche for you. Right there, Rich. I love it. Do you That's have a, what sports based on. Is there a scouting combine for the British American Football Premier League? The, uh, no, not really. No, because no, we, we, we can send Mayock over there. We could, oh, my goodness. I think Law and I should going. go over there and try out. Yeah. You, you guys should just come, period. Just we come should. over Man, and just check to. out London. Man, Next I'd year, two to. games. We've got to get over there for one of them. I'd yeah, love you to have do that. That would be great. I would absolutely love so to So who do retires that. first, your man Ray Lewis or you from playing football? Man, oh, oof. That's a good question. There's a question. Good grief. Well, I, I, I'll retire until I, w- I won't retire until I win one. There you go. I like that. That's it, man. I mean, that's what about sports. It's the Gordon Gecko. Greed is good. Wait, what position do you play, Vernon? Safety. He's a safety. I'm looking at your Twitter avatar, and you are towering over Ray Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Free safety, number Mm -hmm. 25, coming in at 213 pounds. Uh, And every time I go into the tackle, I'm just channeling Ronnie. Is that about seven and a half stone? Oh, seven and a half? No. I don't know what it is. Fifteen and a half. Fifteen oh, and a half. Sorry, I have no idea what the translation is. Oh, man. Until yeah. you can do the actual... What is it, 13 pounds per stone? 14. 14. Yeah. That's pretty I close. think. I think. Is that right? For, yeah, it is. 14 That's pounds That's a good effort. Oh, man. And then yeah, you can't neatly. figure out... You know, I mean, it's very difficult. Pounds here is, is there currency there. Just try to there. make a few quid, you know? I mean, hey, guys. You know, we boat even racing. have the internet over here. Oh. <laughs> have oh, you ever heard... That. Hey, Vernon, have you ever heard the, the sports phrase, boat raced? Have you ever heard that? No, 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 of course not. Because our because that's what Chris Brockman here has been referring to teams when they get blown out that they've been oh, okay. they've been boat raced and we got we got some tweets from our UK listeners that that's a that's like a drinking game right over in the right. UK. Okay, I'm not, see we're li- right, okay. this podcast you know what, is but, actually. But feel free to use it, Vernon. Like if you guys, <laughs> yeah, if you guys are running up the score on London it. next week, you guys are boat racing them, and you don't, yeah, you, wow. do, you do not need any attribution. Just use it. That's no, our, that's no, our just gift you, to you. Yeah, just that's our use gift it. To you, Vernon. Let's spread it. Well, are, we've adopted beer pong, so I'll take that. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> What's the UK's take on punters over there? Oh, well, we're all punters because we play soccer. That's right. Uh, yeah, they're that's people, true. too. They're all people. They're they people are people, too. too. Yeah, that's correct. The, the next T-shirt, Rich, yes, is sir. give a punter a hug. <laughs> yes, I like it. Give a punter because, a hug. Because they stand on the sidelines. No one speaks to them. No one wants to know anything about them. They don't even know their wife's name or whether they've got children or where they go to church. They just stand on the side of the sideline, just twiddling their thumbs, kicking the pigskin. This is why... sad, sad existence. That's why this, Vernon, this campaign is so crucial. Because it really that, is. is. Is that because this, this, I guess, misnomer, this reputation has hopped the pond, which is an outrage. It's yeah. an outrage. What the way punters are viewed here in North America has hopped the pond, and and as you pointed out, Vernon, this is a very new thing, and you guys could not be more impressionable right now, <laughs> and that's why you and I need to come together. Yeah, you've got an incredible following on Twitter. Well, we're trying, and you've got an incredible following at, on uh, on BBC uh, Radio One. Yeah, and I think maybe together we can defeat this problem. Yeah, if we try. People helping we should, people. We should, we, should, we should give a punter a nation so all the countries across the yes. world have to adopt a punter. 
I like this idea. This yeah. is bigger than a T-shirt. It really is. We're this, now, is this is a movement. Yes, it's a movement <laughs> that, that you're, you're proposing involving governments right now, yeah. which might yeah, make let, it a little more complicated, but we can workshop it, yeah, as they say that. here in Los Angeles. We can workshop it. Vernon, where are you watching the game? Where are you watching I'm gonna the watch, game? I'm going to watch it in the stadium. In okay. the stadium. Where, Cannot wait for Sunday. Where are your seats? You got them already? Halfway, halfway line, Rich. Come on. <laughs> 50 yard line. Two on the 50, four on the 50. Who do you got? What do you got? Who's coming I with got you? Four. What's the Vernon K. Posse? What do you got? Uh, Who's coming yeah, with what's you? What's the entourage? It's, it's the fellow members of the London Warriors. That's what it is. Good for you. Excellent. Yeah. You take yeah, care of yourself, good. Vernon K. You enjoy the game, okay? Thank and, you, sir. And I look forward to being on your program as well. We'll, we'll hook that up, Rich. I promise. I'd love it. All the best, guys. Thank take, you so take much. Take care, man. That's Vernon you, K. Vernon. That's Vernon K. giving us the scoop on what's going on and the international game in the UK. That was the, that was the first ever international guest actually, of the second, podcast. Actually, actually second. Well, not Nigel uh what was Chris, Nigel Chris Spackle Fowler. was not Chris Fowler. Well, Chris Fowler's he was an American abroad. Yes, yes. He called in from the Australian Open. Right. Wearing an ACDC shirt, by the way. And uh Jason Wormser the Worm as Nigel Spackle does not count as no. an actual Brit being on this podcast. That's a real deal. Worm doesn't count UK as UK guy being on, this, on podcast. this podcast, and and so we need to be on our best behavior because this podcast is going to be, as I mentioned, listened more across the pond than than anyone that we've ever done. What's he got? Eight hundred thousand followers on Twitter at the at official Vernon K, which yep. I believe is just the letter K. Yep. So everybody got to be on their best behavior, and that includes you, Jerry Ferrar. I got to be very honest with you. I mean, you just made so much pressure in the situation. I mean, just, I raised nervous. the roof. Good <laughs> you, to see you back here on the Rich Eisen podcast, our, our favorite uh, our favorite friend who, from uh, week one. Back in week one, you came on the show. It's good to see you again, Jerry Farrar. Good to be here. I, I really could not wait to get back on because I had so much fun. You were so time. kind to say that. You tweeted that out like it's after you were on the first week you were on. You're like, I got to get back on because I guess you could get a lot off, off your chest here and, and expound on a few things, and that was very nice of you. And so we finally got you back in. You're a busy man, so thanks for coming back in. Yeah, definitely satisfied the need to talk just football, which um, it's kind of harder to do with my friends now. I mean, everyone's you know got kids and scattered all over. It's hard sure. to get the group together, so. Yeah. The gang back together. Yeah. Well, I, I was, you know, uh, right around <clears throat> uh, 90 seconds to go in the Redskins-Giants game. I'm like, <laughs> we're going to have a lot to talk about with Jerry after RG3 did his thing on 4th and 10 and started matriculating the ball down the field and teardropped one perfectly into the arms of Santana Moss. I thought that game was over. Did you? Uh, I didn't think it was over, but I was already preparing myself for the bashing of Tom Coughlin and, you know, why is Eli reverting back to the problems he always had at Giant Stadium when he's throwing weird interceptions and the ball sailing. But it's weird the way the team has kind of evolved. Like, to see a Tom Coughlin team with a lead throwing on first down is pretty interesting because I – I remember the years where it was, you know, run three times, we got the lead, and then punt and let the defense win. Right. So watching that, as much as I love the evolution, the interceptions were just so frustrating because I think it was like six and a half minutes left in the game. We had a good lead. Running game wasn't great, but we could have kept the clock moving. It was just bizarre to watch. Did you see Ahmad Bradshaw bark oh, God. at Tom Coughlin? He, they didn't talk about it after the game, but he did reveal on Monday. He said, let's run the ball. I assume it was a variation of that. Yeah. But and Coughlin basically, I, you could see it was just like Coughlin saying, well, well, go ahead and run it. You know, get out there. Stop yelling at me and go hit those guys. And and 
it's funny because you do have someone in Bradshaw and then the mentality, the decades worth of mentality built up that Giants hit you in the mouth. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. But you have a Hall of Fame quarterback back there. And let me tell you what, he's that. He is a Hall of Fame quarterback that most Giants fans are waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because I, because they don't win games at home like the way they won it in San Francisco. If they did that with consistency... We'd be talking about a potential dynasty. Dynasty. Yes, for sure. I know. So what is it at home? What is with this team at home? They go out to San Francisco and they put the bang thing on them. And they, they took their will away almost by halftime. You know, and so why can't you take the will away from your from your visitors in your own house? What's the old kind of adage I say with sports teams? It's like home cooking will be good for this team. Sometimes you eat too much home cooking, you get a little fat. And yeah. uh, I just think that it's a little hard to get motivated and get going as quickly. Their mentality on the road, it's probably some of the most strong-willed team play. Yeah. And mentality that I've ever really seen to go on the road and do that to San Francisco and what they did to Carolina. Um, it's just it's just really crazy. I, I don't get as nervous. What makes the Giants so scary is yeah. you are never out of a game and you can beat anybody. And that's what the difference is. They could also lose to anybody. Don't get me. I'm not trying to be a home team favorite here. No, you're not. They could lose to anybody. They, they put up some stinkers. They should have won that game in Philly. But um, – but they were close. They, they were, were close. close, and they could beat. They could beat Green Bay at any moment. They could blow the doors off the 49ers, and you're never out of it. As they showed last year, you know that game in Dallas and the game against the Jets to get into the playoffs. They're just never out of it. That's what makes them dangerous. Yeah, I, I think though that if they. If they had to play in Green Bay again, and Rodgers is playing like the way he's playing yeah. right now, I, I think the Packers are pretty much unbeatable. Yep. Right now. Now, Charles Woodson, it was announced on Monday, right. broke his collarbone. He's out six weeks. So Green Bay, as they begin to move forward in, in the season, they've got Jacksonville at home this weekend. And Jacksonville minus Maurice Jones-Drew already out. Like, look out. I think, you know, obviously Green Bay is going to move forward right now. And they will be five and three. Yeah, is Gabbard okay for that game? I don't know. Just thinking fantasy wise, if I should pick fantasy up the wise Packers, doesn't matter. Well, I mean, well, you should definitely pick up the Packers yeah. defense right now. They, yeah, they are available because. Well, I think Rashad Jennings. You give him a full week. I, I'm already going to be on him. He yeah, this good. week. I think Chenny can put up more points than Gabbard. Chenny. He's currently well, it, it looked like he was in undisclosed location on Sunday. <laughs> he looked brutal. And I, I mean I I'm, I can always call it as I see it. But uh Green Bay is gonna be awfully tough to beat. And and the Giants do put pressure on a quarterback very well and Rodgers can be, can, you know, last year they, they turned the ball over and they couldn't stop the run. That was their problem. In Kansas City, and their one loss during the regular season, and that was their problem, and their one loss in the playoffs as well. The Giants just get no national love. And, I prefer and it that Eli, way. I, well, that's the way it's going to stay until you can start beating people at home. And I think they win this game in Dallas this weekend. I think, I think they so 100% too. go down there. They haven't lost down there, and I think Dallas is going to. Dallas looks like they lo lost on offense, defense. They look pretty darn stout. Um. I think the Giants go in and win this game this weekend because just the way they play on the road, they play in that building, and and I think they win that game, and that makes them six and two, which means here comes the second half swoon, 
That's the normal way it goes, right? Six and two. South's been going every right, you know yeah. what I mean? That six and two, which means okay, then then they start. Then they lose the three. They go then six they, and five. They're home. At, well, here we go. Here we go. Let's figure it out. They're home against Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's the late CBS window, week nine, week ten. The Giants are at Cincinnati. That's the game that scares me most. I think we actually have a better chance against Pittsburgh than in that Cincinnati game. That Cincinnati game, like you're not really thinking that's the one that's going to bite you, yep. and that one might be that we might get AJ Green. Week eleven, you're going to kill it because it's the bye week. You're going to crush that. I can't. Bye week. Well, let me. I tell mean, they you. are going to kill it that bye week. Then they come back from the bye <laughs> week twelve. The Sunday night game is where we put your theory to the Packers to test because Green Bay comes in on Sunday night. Al and Chris and NBC. Wow. Or we're going to be pulling up a chair for Green Bay at the Giants. The whole country will stop for that game on uh, Sunday, November 25th. It's the Sunday it's my birthday. Thanksgiving weekend. That's my birthday, well, by the way. Birthday, wow. That is my birthday. You'll I be have spending s- the birthday biting your nails down to the cure. Are you gonna, I, th- are I think you I'm going to be there. Okay, I, I go, think right? there's a strong chance that I might be sitting in that stadium going so let's, crazy. So let's figure it out. If they win this week and they're 6-2, and two, you want to give them a loss at home to Pittsburgh? Sure. Why not? Just why not? Just, just for let, you know let's what? Let's make it as bad as six it could be. Six and three, six and three. Uh huh. Um, and then they're at Cincinnati. Uh, let's give that to the Bengals. Look, I'm not six saying this is what four. I think will happen, but I want six the worst four, case. Six and four. You're in the bye week. The whole week. The whole week. The bye week. Now the media like, is talking. Yeah. Doesn't fall apart. Now here comes. Now here comes. Coughlin's going to get fired. Will they be six and four taking on Green Bay? I'll say. I'll say they're seven and three. Okay. I'll say they're seven and three. I don't know which one. They, I think that they. they I think they lose think. the one at Pittsburgh, and I think they win the one in Cincinnati because they're they're road warriors. I think it may go in reverse, but I just like to know the worst case scenario. And then after that, you know, it gets it just gets tougher and tougher. You're on. <laughs> you're on. Um, uh, after that week, you're on Monday Night Football mm-hmm. at Washington. At Washington, I think we win out in the division. My opinion. Brother, RG three is the real deal. Oh, he that. is. Well, we have. Uh, you heard what OC? Yeah, OC went from calling him Bob to Sir Robert Griffin, and then had this to say. I guess flat out unbelievable. I'm not, I'm not even going. I'm not going to lie. That's the best quarterback we played this year for sure. And um, you know, it's just unfortunate that he's a rookie. He's going to be around here forever doing stuff like that, and that's just crazy. That's just—it is crazy. What he does is just crazy. The fourth down play was crazy. Well, it's not the It's not just the fourth down play is one of those things where it's just like, okay, you know, he's elusive. The Giants have seen that. We've seen it before with Vic. Right, we've seen it before. I mean, the Giants have even seen that with Vince Young. If you remember that, I I don't even bring up the the horrible moment where where had him wrapped and and let him go. go. Yeah, I remember that And that that play in Tennessee and things sort of spiraled out of control Mm -hmm. that year. I think they still won the Super Bowl that year, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe or maybe not. I don't know. But they've seen this before. The throw to Santana Moss is what is from a rookie taking the hit, taking the blow. That, it's just like, okay, because so many rookies can use their natural ability to avoid the rush keep the play alive, move the chains, and then they're spent, right? It's the end of a game. They're emotional. They're tired. They can't matriculate it down the field. Big mo- he stuck the dagger in the Giants, man. And then, and then, and then he was going to move it down the field again. If Moss didn't fumble, yeah, they were you might have been in deep trouble they again. Were, it, it, at the least, we would have been going to overtime at that point. Uh, I think, I mean, right? Weren't they? Giants are up by three? No, we're up by four. Oh, up by four. You needed a touchdown. They needed a touchdown. Right, right. But here's what I'll say about RG. Look, and I'm a believer. I tell all my Redskin fans who are getting mad at some of these losses. I'm like, you guys got a decade. Just be happy. Even if you lose out for the rest of the year. Right. Just be happy because your future is golden. No doubt. But what you got to say, and look, I, I'm, I've never been this impressed 
by a rookie quarterback. I think in my my generation, I don't think I've really seen a rookie quarterback come in. Just more than anything, the poise. Like I, what he's doing for the run game. Alfred Morris better just literally give him part of his check because I think Morris is a capable running back. But he's getting as many yards as he's getting because of the type of offense they're running mm-hmm. and RG3 being the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens next year. As we were kind of seeing with Cam, have we seen with a lot of these good quarterbacks? You know, they will game plan for you. I don't see him really succumbing to any game plan because I think he could adjust. His, he'll, he's the kind of quarterback that will work on his weaknesses in the offseason. See, now, Cam, it's interesting. A lot of people are obviously bringing him up. And he's getting killed he, right now. I feel he's bad. He's getting killed right I, now. Because he's just frustrated to me. He's just. Well, here's the thing with that, too. It's just. You it wanna, just doesn't lead, it's not leadership. Let's, let's play Cam Newton post-game comments after losing to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. The past couple of games has been the same the same script you know, by the same director. You know, it's kind of getting boring. But something's going to have to change. Something's going to have to change real fast in order for us to, to you know, make that next step because it's the same old thing. Same old thing. So here's Cam. Everybody's saying he's thrown his coaches under the bus, talking about the same script, same director each week, and then saying that he's open to suggestions, going to have a suggestion box. <laughs> then he dropped the sweetheart. You, then had, he a dropped the sweetheart. you had a great tweet. You had a great tweet, Rich. Then he had dropped the sweet. Uh, yeah, and then they fire the general manager on Monday, and and the tweet to which you're referring is, I don't, I don't believe firing the general manager would have been the item from the suggestion box that Cam would have forwarded on. That's no. good. That's not the first item that I would think. Now the question is, is he talking about his offensive coordinator who who was lionized last season and throughout the offseason, Rob Chudzinski, for mm-hmm. being smart enough to incorporate into his offense a lot of what made Cam comfortable and led to one of the greatest rookie quarterback seasons of all time. Now, you could say what you will about what happened with him in Florida and then led to Auburn and how that was a lot of controversy. To me, it seems that Cam is suffering his first ever setback of his life. Okay? I, buy I believe that. his first I setback of his life. Because even with whatever was going on with the school transfers and all that stuff, he knew that his talent was great enough that he was going to eventually get his shot. Now, at that time, maybe he didn't think that. But on the field, in terms of stuff not going well, on the field for him, this is the first ever two steps back he's ever had in his life. It's definitely the biggest case of adversity he's ever well, no seen. Doubt. No and- doubt. Now... Would you rather him go up there and pull the cutler on the podium, which is, you know, act Whatever. sort of cool? No, I mean, Cutler cares. He clearly cares, but he acts very cool for school. But and be gets... more annoyed at the questions than the... Right, okay. And, and, but Cam is clearly showing he cares. Like, and this is the way that he's showing... I mean, people may call it immature. He sulks and... Right, or he's pouts. not looking like he did the. He was well, like, you eyes know, were you know how, you know how after the debate, ago. after the debate, they call in all these uh, body language experts yes, and right. stuff, and like every show does right. it. Did, even the Daily Show did it. That was the greatest proof ever. Did you ever? Did you see it's, that Daily Show where John Oliver, over and over. John Oliver, did, had the body <laughs> language expert, and then went to another room and had a body language expert <laughs> watching, ex- the, watching body. the body language expert and break down what the body language expert was saying, and then it went down to all just like went back to oh screw it, and they just asked one guy from Ohio who won because that's all that matters. Matters, clearly right, Ohio is right. all that matters. But yeah, the body language expert for Cam would be very interesting, and maybe yeah. I'll forward that on to our, our producers for our, our morning show. Game day morning. But um, the question is, what would you rather hear from him? And I think, I think a lot of people are saying that he's not handling it right. But 
you know, and, and even Steve Smith said that, kept it public, saying you're not handling it right, because he was moping after the Giants game right. on the bench, and he did have his eyes closed afterwards, which re- sort of reminds me from, uh, did you ever see Waiting for Guffman? Oh, you ever see that? great movie. Okay. Great movie. Uh, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. <laughs> you know where she always said her lines the mom with her eyes closed, and then she would open her, open her eyes. You ever see that? Yeah. She's the mom from Home Alone. Well, she's also That's from Waiting for Guffman and all that, too. But you know what's the line I'm saying? Like, I, I always thought exactly that, like, that she would always switch it up. Like, whenever she would say her lines, yep. she, would, she would do it with her eyes open, and then close her eyes and all that stuff. That's what the Cam thing was. It was really bizarre. It is odd. But would you rather him do the Romo? No. I've Which heard, is, I, you know, I got to play better. Right. We all got to play better. And we make fun of Tony for saying the same thing. I think even Dan Patrick, our friend of the program, had after Romo last year when he lost to the Jets, did a whole montage. And we did the same thing. And yep. he accused us of stealing from him. But we all had <laughs> the same idea apparently at the same time. Right. A montage of Romo saying the same thing, you couldn't guess what week which it was. game, what week it was, because right. he says the same thing. And now I'm seeing with what Cam is saying and how he's saying it. I don't blame Romo for just doing it just doing it the same way because he knows he's going to get hammered if he if he pulls a different what did you make of, what did you make of Dion? What's he supposed to say? Dion trying to like almost defend him, saying this is what he actually meant. Well, he said that it, same director, same what we talked about on game day highlights right. on Sunday that's night. What, that's what I'm referring right. To. And he said, you know, I think what he's saying is he's just sick and tired of the of the result, not specifically calling out the play calling, script and director. I disagreed. I'm like, I said to him, I'm like, you're giving him the benefit of the doubt that yeah, the right. people are giving him right now. So in the suggestion box, from what I could hear from him, it sounds like that the coach, who's a defensive-minded coach, Ron Rivera, is saying, we're playing a tight game. Let's not do anything silly. Let's keep things under wraps, which I don't understand why you would do that. I don't, I don't know what's going on in Carolina, to say the least, when you fire your general manager in the middle of the season. I don't think that that's going to – what's that going to do? That's just like, it looked to me just like a knee-jerk reaction. Almost off those comments of, well, we got to do something. Cam was kind of calling for something to happen, and that seemed like the most lateral move. When I don't think long-term it'll be a lateral move, but for this season, it seems like a lateral move. We'll talk about it, but in two weeks we won't really be talking about the GM getting fired. Well, As if GM... Rivera got fired, we, that would be a story for Well, that's coming. Well, yes. That's 100% coming. A new general manager is going to come in unless he knows. I mean, they all want their own guys. What I'm confused about is, and look, I I just don't think Carolina as a team obviously is playing well. Like, where are the running backs? Dude, where, of forty-four them. million dollars worth. Of I think no, no. I think it's eighty-six million. All three of them to, yeah, together. Well, all three Tolbert. of them, right? But I'm not saying D'Angelo and Stewart are forty-four, yeah. right? and then throwing Tolbert and all of them together, their their yeah, their entirety yeah. all in. It's apparently over eighty yeah. million. I'm not saying yeah, it's yeah. the most dangerous running attack in the NFL. That being said, though, you have capable guys. And Steve Smith. And Steve Smith doesn't have a touchdown. This and year. Olsen. He sits on my fence and does not have a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, Steve Smith, people. who literally could go one catch for 80 yards and a touchdown, that's kind of like his MO, makes big plays, does not have a touchdown. I don't know if he's ever had a year where he didn't have a touchdown. Unless this he was far in, no. Guess where Cam goes this hurt. weekend? Chicago. Yeah. I'm going to call it on this show that's right now. They win? They win that game. Oh, I don't know, bro. Wow. I'm going to call it. Here's wow. a big call. I'm go- they win that game because I think we're going to see it. Look. From what I, I read know. into that conversation, what Cam was saying, 
I really think that he's just going to go against the grain. I think he's going to start all. I think he's calling his just, own plays. You know what? He, I really do. I could, think it's got. I think he's gotten that distraught. He's going to go rogue and go rogue. he's going to do. Wow. I would love he to knows see he Cam going rogue. I think he's going rogue. It would be amazing. And I'm coming back on this show if he does. Because <laughs> if, you, if you look at Carolina, that Seattle game at home was winnable. Very winnable. The Dallas game at home was winnable. If he didn't fumble on that fourth down play in Atlanta, right. that game, game was won. The game was won. Giants are the only team that really beat him up. So well, you could do the what if game and sure. say instead of being one and five, they could. If you even give them just two of them, then they're they're five hundred. But they're not. They're one and five. General managers fired, and Cam is Cam and Cam was saying, "I'll take a suggestion box, sweetheart." Well, Chris you know, Campbell and, on IR and our friend of the podcast, Khalil, mm. already IR. gone. I mean, man, his center. That's a. But firing the general manager, I don't understand because all that's doing. Because right now, your scouts are are are, are beating the bushes on the collegiate level it's right now to make move. sure that 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 when the when the scouting combine comes up, that everybody's got all their information. So you're not you're not blowing all those people out, and all those people are put in place by Marty Herney. Maybe it's a shot across the bow to the coaches that you don't. I don't know what it is. Or, or and and you got to give the fan base maybe a scalp. I don't get it. Well, and you're not going to fire your coaches in the middle of the season because these guys did. We're, we're the people for whom Cam had again the in many ways greatest season a rookie quarterback's ever had ever blowing blowing Peyton Manning's records out, out of the, the water. water. Yeah. So is, it, is this a case too of expectations from year one where he exceeded them so much? And that's why and, and, so you, so people, and 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 the person who's putting the biggest pressure on that. Is RG three mm-hmm. just to bring this all back to why you were the first person who mentioned his cam when you were talking about RG three? Mm-hmm. It, it's and, it's synonymous in a way. And Jason Whitlock, who I follow on Twitter, yep. said, "Don't don't do this RG three cam comparisons." You know, saying that RG three might fall into the cam pitfall next year, and and what cam has become. And he said, "Make the cam Cutler comparison." Well, do you think about Cam... about about a guy whose talent is through the roof and has a certain ceiling? Is what I thought he meant by that analogy. Right. Um, meanwhile, Cutler, you know, is is, he is, is who he is, which is a guy who's going to make the playoffs and he's going to make a lot of mistakes. So, um, man, that's a big game because Carolina. I'll tell you what, man. Down the road again because they're done with their bye week. They just came off their bye. Right. They got they have Chicago this week. Then they're at RG3. If you want to already hear these comparisons, they're in his house. The comparison bowl? Okay. They're in, I mean, that, <laughs> that is going to be, the be comparison bowl. off the charts, especially if they're 1-6 going in, as, as, as you have to expect they're going to be, unless you think, I really they're, think they're winning they'd that be... game at 2-5. and five. Uh, They're at, at RG3, for crying out loud. At there. That's going to be a problem. At there. And I'm sure. All week long. And then, wait a minute, wait a minute, comes home Uh-oh. for Peyton Manning. Three. Those are the next three weeks for the suggestion box to be filled up better and then, and then employed. And then it, it better be a big box. How about that? Yeah. How about that? And then, um, you know. Dion's going to need a new song. <laughs> what, for RG3 or Cam? For Cam. Cam. Well, he does. No, he's got the – that's why the, Cam, the song is so good. He's like, Cam, oh. whoa, Cam, or Cam, oh, whoa, oh. Cam. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we did that with Tebow last year. Tebow. Right. Oh, oh, no. Tebow. Like, you got to work it in so it can go up or it can Re- go down. Remix. It's, we, kids it's, call that a remix. Or, they, or, or fungible. I don't think the kids call it that. <laughs> Flexible. Atlanta is uh, undefeated. 
uh, they they kicked the crap out of bye this week, and now they come back at Philadelphia, which Philadelphia, as you know, Andy Reid is the king of, of winnings. Twelve, 12 and zero, I believe, maybe thirteen now. That's a big game this weekend. Who do you think wins that one, Jerry? As much as I would like to see Atlanta win for my uh, NFC East Giants, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that. Look, Atlanta, you know, has looked really impressive in a lot of games, and they've also, to me, looked terrible and squeaked some out that maybe they didn't necessarily deserve. But either way, a win is a win, and figuring out how to win early on I think is going to be beneficial. But these are the games that the Eagles win where you kind of say, well, I think Atlanta's better. These are the games that the Eagles you're going, win. You're going reverse kibosh as a Giants fan. You're saying the Eagles will win. No, I really, I, 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 I genuinely believe that the Eagles win this game. And obviously you brought up the off a of bye week record. And uh, I just think this is the time. The Eagles always start to pull it together around this time. They will have one more terrible loss that everyone will shake their head and say how. Right. But yeah. they'll go on a late run and either sneak into the playoffs or just miss. Well, just the, like they did last year. They almost snuck in at 8-8. Eight and eight. The interesting aspect of this is they, they killed, they won the AFC West. They swept it. Of their six games that they played so far, four of them were the is AFC right? West. Wow, yes. I did not realize yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Did not they, realize they that. They beat the crap out of Denver at home. Squeaked by just before the bye week oh. against the Raiders. And they beat up Casey. Went right? to Kansas City in week one with Tony Gonzalez, if you remember, who was yeah, on our right. Thanksgiving yep. special talking about how special it was going to go home. Right. Started KC off on the tailspin. Kind of touched on And then it went to San Diego and beat the Chargers. I believe handed the Chargers their first loss of the year. They beat Cam at home. And now here they are at 6 and 0. I'm calling it up right now. The other game that the they won was um, at Washington. At Washington. That was a tight one, right? That so was a tight one, yeah. That was a yeah, tight was one. A great one. Now, now comes quite the stretch. At Philly, home for Dallas, which is a Sunday nighter in week 9. And then at New Orleans, which is a a, a fascinating team to me right now. Fascinating team to they me right now. They play no defense and nobody well, they can got stop their defensive them. Coordinator, they got their head guy back. Vitz no. back. Vitz back. Which to me is going to make a what, big what, difference. What do you think of him on the plane ride home? He I love gets it. on the plane. Well, I mean, this is it. This is it. I mean, he's been waiting around. He had the f- great – I mean, Joe Vitt, when he took over for Mike Martz years ago in St. Louis, was – I fell in love with the guy. Instant soundbite classic. Every word out of his <laughs> mouth. He was a breath of fresh air for those of us who have to talk football all the time. And he said that, you know, he had his press conference Monday, great line, saying that there, asked him what it was like for the last six weeks, said there's no substitute. There's no substitute for it. And he said that his wife should be nominated for the Ed Block Award <laughs> for Courage. Because <laughs> <laughs> of, of him being around for six weeks. He's back now. New Orleans was a big win for them. Now they have defensive problems all over the place. Joe Vitt from Brockman? Brockman? Is he from? Brockman? Is he from Penn State? He's from Syracuse. No, he, he went to Towson. But Dude, he's from there's so many different I mean, uh, come on. allegiances around here. Nah. Now this is a fascinating ball of wax here for them. They're 2-4. and four. Next two games are nationally televised games. Sunday night at Denver. Breeze oh, and Peyton that's Manning. That's going to be beautiful This to coming watch. Sunday night. Pull up a chair. Pull up a chair. Uh, then Monday night, week nine, home for Philadelphia. Philly in the dome. Those are Vitt's first two games back. Wow. Then Sunday, November 11th, week 10, Atlanta comes to their house. Veterans Day. Okay. 
they're at Oakland, home from San Francisco. There'll Oof. be lots of talk about the bounty there because of what happened last yeah, year in the playoffs. Then the week after Thanksgiving, the Thursday after Thanksgiving is our game where the Saints are in Atlanta. And so the question is, does New Orleans use this return of a bit to get back in this mix here? The problem for them is they're in the wrong conference. Mm-hmm. If they were in the AFC, it's wide open. NFC, that's a big problem because you're taking a look at how many teams are already at 500 and above. Two and four is no good. And the one division that they're in, they're in the division with the sole remaining undefeated team, which, yeah. by the way, the last time we, I think we came up with a stat since 1990. 50%, Rich. Yep. Or since, since 70, since the merger. I think they get in. You're six and 0? 45%. No, it's 45%. Oh, since the merger. Since the merger, 45% of the final remaining undefeated teams made the Super Bowl. Since 1990, if you're 6 and 0, 50% makes Hey, once they win a playoff game, they can talk. I know. I really think How they sneak in. You think New Orleans sneaks in? I think they sneak wow. in. For that who, second wild For who, though? I think, the Vi- I think the Packers are going to win. That division, I think the Vikings are going to fade away as you much as I've the Vikings. The Bears will hold on. Though? I think the I think because the, the NFC West too, man. I think it's going to be the Bear. I NFC think the West Bears, also. I think the mm, I don't the see NFC any... West. Don't forget them. Don't Ooh. forget them. I they've think got, Seattle falls they've off. Got, they've got. I don't know about that. Twelfth man, Brockman. How many home games does Seattle yeah, have yeah, left? Yeah. That's what I'd like to Seattle know. Seattle has every single game in division left at home. They're also all in December. They're also zero three. They better win them. Yeah. There's also a fact that I saw on game day morning that yeah. since the merger, only five teams to start 0-3 in division actually made the playoffs. Because the Giants could have been 0-3 if they That's lost. That's right. Yeah. Since the merger, only five teams that wow. started 0-3 division made the playoffs. Only one of them, the 70 Bengals, actually won the division. If any wow. team's going to do something like this... <laughs> It it is the Saints to me, and uh, what I mean, why not hard knocks on the Saints this year? HBO really missed out. I think the Saints might have said no. I think they would have said no, but it this is the greatest it reality the in the world. Ultimate though, hey, but you got to know Miami, and or you thought everybody looked at the hard knocks oh. Miami Dolphins and said, "What a mess this is going to be." Didn't give him a chance. I gave him a three win season, and after watching, oh, yeah. they've got no it already. They've, they've got, got it already, already. and they and should the, have four. And the Jets. This week, preparing for the Patriots, said that the Miami no huddle was tougher than New England's. It's the that real, what Philbin is running, of course, they would say that. A lot it's the real of LT effect down there. The real LT effect going on. So you think the Saints make the playoffs? Because I see, I see, as we're currently sitting here entering Week Eight, still too early, because right now the narrative's already forming that the NFC championship game is the de facto Super Bowl right. and whoever comes out of the AFC everyone's going to wonder can they actually win this Super Bowl that's what's going to come down that's what I'm already seeing mm-hmm. but right now the NFC I see the Giants winning the the East oh man I see the Packers winning the North do. I do as well, well they already have the tie break mm-hmm. they already they've already beaten the Bears right but the Bears have the one game no I know I know I know I know it's in Chicago. A lot of games left I know. to make up. There's sure, a lot of games sure, left, sure, but sure. you're just asking like me said, right now. Right, but, I see, but I see the Bears and the Packers both making it. I do as well. I see the Falcons winning that division for right. sure. Okay. And I just, I, I just think the Niners are, are the best team there. And then so you're saying. So who's left? I don't know. You got that's, Seattle that's where One that's team where, for Seattle. Seattle, Eagles, Cowboys. Eagles, Cowboys. Throw the Redskins. Throw the Vikings. Vikings. Do not sleep on the Vikings. I, I love. I actually have enjoyed. They already watching. have five wins, and and they they may have six by the by 
in per, three days. Percy Harvin should get some MVP consideration because that guy is he invaluable. Balls that out. Team. He's unreal. He's so. Jared good. Allen said he's the best player in the league. How about Mooch's predictions of uh, sacks? And he was spot on. Well, he said it would be six for for uh, Jared for Allen. Jared Allen nine. and nine for the team, and, and they wound up with eight sacks. I think. The funny thing is, the Vikings were obviously bad last year, but they lost. I forget what the stats were, but they had leads in the fourth quarter throughout like the first six or seven games last year. They, s- they easily could have had a. I'm not saying they would have made the playoffs last year, but they were better than their record showed last year. They were in every game. Well, you could say, <clears throat> you know, what you will about my uh, Minnesota, okay? And that, you know, Ponder, unfortunately, since he's come on this podcast, his, it's been a pick-a-palooza for him. He had two the week come calling, and I think he's had five since calling it. Um, but does he have Say what nickname? you will. Say what you will. If he beats Tampa – at home Thursday, which I think people should expect it to. Only one road team has won a Thursday night football game this year, and that was your G-men who packed everything down to Carolina and started this whole Cam Newton tailspin. Um, that they, If they're 6-2, and two, hear me out. At Seattle, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. Home for Detroit. Anything could happen there. That's such a coin flip. The, that, that's week 10. That's the four-week stretch for them that's crucial because week 10 is the Lions, okay, at home. Then they get their bye week, week 11. They got to rest up. They got to get healthy because they come out of the bye at Chicago, at Green Bay, home for Chicago. They play Chicago two out of three weeks. I think that's 0-3. That's tough. Now that's where where if they make a little bit of hay, if they can pick one of them off on the road – and win their home games, even if you split them, even if you win your home games and you split them, that would give them, because we're saying they're 6-3 and three out of Seattle, that would give them eight wins. Eight wins going into at St. Louis, at Houston, home for Green Bay. Working a little pop for NFL.com right now, because this is obviously a visual thing, but if you want to see this visually, NFL.com slash playoff picture yes. has a uh, where all these teams stand now, who's in now, who's out, and what the scenarios are for the teams <sighs> in the That's hunt. amazing they're doing that already. So I love it. It's, it's already it's all up there. Early, right? Yeah, it's never Especially since early. I just told you that they play Chicago two out of three <laughs> weeks, by the way. Well, if the, if the season odd. ended I mean, right they, now, they, the Vikings, your Vikings are the fifth seed. Because that's what they want to do. They want to obviously make sure that these games in the last couple of weeks are so important that they don't Love that. sit players. Yep. Great. Wow, man. This it's, is fun, isn't it? It's going to come down to the end for the Vikings. How's your fantasy team doing right now? Oddly enough, I started uh, 0-3. I've reeled off four straight. Uh, Ooh, wow. Things, things wow. are happening just when I, uh, you know, want open up the suggestion box. So even before <laughs> – nice. Just when I open up the suggestion box. So even before the Monday night game that we're we're talking right now, you've already wrapped up your – Game over. Your week seven? Game, game over. over. And I'm playing Cutler and the game's over already. Cutler would have to throw oh, wow. five touchdowns and 300-plus yards to catch me. So Okay. It's over. And look, by the way, I'm only four and three, so uh, much like these situations we're talking about, I'm already doing these kind of playoff situations in my head and yeah. trying to figure out tiebreakers. But um, I've been doing this fantasy thing too long to have no rings. I got no rings. I got no three rings. Super Bowl appearances. I got no rings. Uh, I, sta- I go back to the, like the Buffalo Bills of I your started, fantasy league. I started 0-4 yeah. last year and made the Super Bowl and lost. By the way, I mean, Entourage lost the Golden Globes six years in a row. I am the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. I got no You're rings. You're Susan Lucci. Seven yeah. Emmys. 0 for 7. I got no <laughs> rings. Nice. I'm Patrick Ewing. I got no You're rings. Patrick Ewing. 
We got to get him on Fantasy Live. I need a ring. It's good luck, dude. Go for it. Yeah, we got uh, right we got the I guys. You really hooked this thing up. Yeah, we got the guys from the league coming on. You got to come on NFL Fantasy Live. It's a daily one hour show on NFL I, Network. I, I would love to you can talk uh, smack with our experts and go over your team. Yeah, let's set that up. So. I would. I would. I love nothing more than to talk smack to experts. So let's do it. So I really, it's my favorite thing in the world. So then let's quickly hammer this thing out um, for for the week. Um, looking forward to these games. I think again. Let's throw the Thursday night game out just in case people are um, downloading this later in the week. Carolina at Chicago. I think we Chicago, Chicago wins that. San Diego is coming off a bye at Cleveland. Nor, I mean, Norv's go- I mean, lots of teams coming off a of bye at Cleveland. Norv's got to win big. I mean, or... Trent Richards well, is hurt, do bro. They, do they go stick him or no stick him on the gloves? Ooh. That's the question. <laughs> I mean, Jake Glazer's been scooping left and right. Scooping. Yeah. Who still uh, Norv uses actually stick-em? talked about it. Nobody from the San Diego Chargers used Stickham in the game Monday night against uh, Denver. Denver Broncos, Nobody yeah. in this organization has used Stickham in it, any game. It looked like it, too. Yeah. Glazer, Glazer, <laughs> Glazer said, Glazer said, it looked uh, like in the second half. It certainly didn't work. <laughs> right. I mean, today's gloves are so, they're basically Stickham gloves anyway. Yeah, uh, they are. I, I don't understand. The last person who used Stickham was. Uh, Orlando, whatever from the replacements in that movie. Oh yeah, Orlando, <laughs> Orlando uh, Jones. Jones. Orlando yeah. Jones, the Seven Up guy. Yeah, yeah. AKA guy. the yeah. Seven Up guy. Yeah. Seattle at Detroit. Ooh, man, Detroit is just disappointing. Where is that? Seattle at Detroit. Seattle. That's De- a game Seattle needs to win. Detroit's a fraud. Seattle's coming off the mini buy. Now let's discuss this: New England at St. Louis. We were joking with Vernon. I mean, Vernon was kind enough to. Give us oh, a, yeah. a, a report from uh, the UK. Um, I, I think the track's not going to mean anything. Nope. The, Brady needs to get protected. The Rams can go get him. Yeah, and, and, they got and, two and great what Sanchez corners. did, great Sanchez did. Sanchez looked great in the second half. I'll be the first to admit it. But uh, if there's any team out there that I would think has fewer weapons than the Jets, it's the Rams. Hmm. Does does St. Louis? I mean, because you go all the way out there, both teams are they, in the same boat. They put up a fight for sure. They they have not really gotten destroyed in any game. I think Jeff Fisher's doing a great job. Awesome. And you're right. The corners are amazing. They they play really really good defense in terms of the secondary. St. I just Lewis think that get them. Are you nervous, no. Rockman? No, no. So the Pats are five and three by the end of this week, no doubt. Law? Is there anybody else? When is Patrick Chung coming back? Isn't he? I thought he was. I didn't even see him out there. He much. wasn't out there at all. No. They had McCordy playing out of position. He wasn't out there at all. Patrick well, Chung. McCordy not. almost. My, my buddy. Dropped. I mean, he had, was a savior returning that kick. Yeah. But then my buddy had a great kick. text to me. It was like, I thought McCordy was going to commit pass interference on the kickoff return just to be consistent. <laughs> 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 Miami at the Jets. Oh God. Who knows, man. I picked up Miami's That's why gamblers are week. nuts. That's why gamblers are totally crazy to me. Well, especially this Who year. Who the hell would touch a game like that? Yeah. I have no earthly idea. Atlanta at Philly, Washington at Pittsburgh, Jacksonville at Green Bay. Tennessee can get back to 500. Amazing. If they can beat Indianapolis. How about Chris Johnson? We had him on Fantasy Live today. NFL Bounce Fantasy back. Live. I mean, major. That was like oh nine ten. That was vintage. Chris, yeah, that C. was CJ. I still don't understand people that have the room on their bench to put him on his on their bench in fantasy. Like, how are you benching? I don't Chris know, John? man. Last year I had him. I saw there Hank was, There wasn't enough. There wasn't a Hank. Hank, Hank put him back. Him. Hank oh, put oh him he back. did. He benched him last week. He did, but he put him back. 
Man. Otherwise, I Hank, like the Hank, would have, Hank would have gone off the deep end. You like it? I like the bet. You, yeah. you got to shake it up. Somebody's got to send a message to the team. Send a message hey, to your roster. Get some what's guys your, in here. How about Jay, the what's your, the what's your tit- team's name? What's your team's name again? L.A. Confidential. That's right. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. So Tennessee, Tennessee can get back to 500. My brother Matthew. Kansas City. Kansas City going to start Brady Quinn for the rest of the year. All right. Oh. Benched Matt Castle. So when the Packers play them, does A.J. Hawk go after him or what? You know, <laughs> married to Hawks. What, what Oakland is... at Kansas City. Oy, 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 oy. Romeo Cornell. Casey better win that one. I want to hear more they about should. Jerry's new movie. Than uh, I do Giants at Dallas, New Orleans at Denver. <laughs> we'll be stay tuned for that. And then San Francisco at Arizona. Battle of the NFC West. That's coming up in week number eight. Before I do let you go, this does sound awesome. What you're shooting right now? What are you shooting right now? Uh, it, it's a pretty cool opportunity. It's a movie called Last Vegas, which mm-hmm. is it's kind of a uh, mixture between Grumpy Old Men meets The Hangover. It's uh, four senior citizens, one of which is finally getting married for the first time after being a lifetime bachelor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all go on a bachelor party to Vegas. The the kind of game changer is the four gentlemen are being played by Robert De Niro, Michael Douglas, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Klein. Get out of here. Wow. So, uh, Kevin it, Klein is a senior citizen? Well, I don't know if it's exactly. They're in their 60s. Let's just call okay. it that. I shouldn't maybe say senior citizen. They could be up. 61. But, uh, that is... Awesome. It is, you know, just something What's I've always. Like? Have you have you have you started shooting principal we, shooting yet? Or no, we we've had a guys? table read. We've had some rehearsals. I mean, just to literally be at the table read and looking at these four Hall what of Famers. In the world is that like? I mean, I wanted to do a mock table read the night before, <laughs> just to get ready <laughs> for the right. real table read. You are a fantasy nut, man. I re- I wanted a mock table re- table read. <laughs> you but, are um, nuts. And it was just really really great to see these fall these four Hall of Famers who were all you know giving it up at. The table read, like giving it up, meaning like they were going they were for it. They, they weren't. It's just, it's the height of professionalism. It's Oscars all around. And uh, I am not going to look at this opportunity like, oh, what, I'm, what a cool, I'm going to soak this all in because uh, this is a very unique situation. I don't think many people, I don't think you really get this. This is like once in a lifetime, these four guys do a movie together. Who are you playing? What's your role in this thing? Uh, my role, they kind of come across my character um, without giving too much no, away please. while okay. they're in Vegas and I uh, kind of become a little bit of a rival for them okay. throughout the throughout the movie only nice. to then... Um, Dude, it's just it's so. If I wish I, I could tell you no, no, off no, the no air, problem. like no the, problem. I don't want to get you. There's one just... moment in there that I would have paid. I would have paid them to let me do this. Does it involve Mary Steenburgen? She's in it. I know. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, no my the scene, oh, the my moment does oh, okay. not. But uh, again, also too. I don't mean to overlook her. She is yeah to me another Hall of Famer. She so. is. Oh, there's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you want to talk about comedies? De Niro is in one of my top five of all time. Midnight Run. <sighs> Great you cannot get better than Midnight Run. That's Great like a perfect. Movie. I have a confession to make. Movie, what you've never, never seen, seen it, Midnight dude. Run. Dude, get him out of here. Get not him out only of here. are you evicted, you're evicted. <laughs> don't come back until you see it. Has this guy seen it? Have you seen it? Of course, of course. Give you me get, one of their cast member in the movie. I mean, well, I'm not going to give it away for you. <laughs> no, you no, I, I, no, 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 no. A cast member. A cast member. Who else has been? I don't think you've seen it. You haven't seen it. God, look at this. You lie on the podcast. You are. A liar! I was going to sell that so hard. I have no idea. Dude, Midnight Run Genius. is... It's on my Netflix cl- Absolutely a perfect... Genius. ...movie. Every perfect. movie, every, like, buddy film... Charles Grodin. ...has been based off of, like, that... ...is a derivative of that movie. It doesn't movie. get any that better or funnier... ...set a standard. ...than Midnight Run. Agreed. 
I Joey mean, you, Pants. You guys should do a podcast of you two watching it and then commenting while you're watching it. Well, we got to go to Fat Sales first and have that eating I'll contest. Supply, I'll supply the sandwiches. You guys have to watch the movie. Midnight Run. Done. It's genius. It's, it's, it's one of the funniest, greatest comedies of all time. Joey Pants, Yafit Koto. Yafit <laughs> Koto. Alonzo Mosley, FBI. Croden for me in that was just... Uh, just The Duke. He had but, his but own... But De Niro, because De Niro, cause De Niro I, you know, also king of comedy, which is not really... Technically a comedy, but I mean he Rupert has Pumpkin. Rupert Pupkin is one of the great all-time oh, characters. That's, uh, that's the name from uh, Entourage. You Rupert have... Pumpkin, my man. All right, you know what? You yeah. are you are forgiven. Has... You but, are forgiven. But have that's you Vince's seen? Name, have right? you seen King of Comedy? Uh, King of Comedy. Oh my god. Oh man, dude. Am I back? Do I need to make a Ozone? list? Do I need to make a list? Have you seen Revenge of the Nerds? Yes, of course. <laughs> I've seen some good ones. Dude, stop it now. King of Comedy. Stop man. it. I've it. mentioned Midnight Run, and I've mentioned King of Comedy, and you've brought up Revenge of the Nerds. Is that his counter? <laughs> Dude, that is the worst counter of all time. I mean, it's a funny movie. It's a great it's, movie. Oh, come on. I'm keeping my mouth shut. Dude, will you help me Can here? I, I, You're I, the actor here I, for I crying I literally out loud. will go buy the DVDs and bring them back, or I'll, I'll, you can use my Netflix right. account. Whatever you guys need so to make go, this happen let's easily. Go, let's go for one that you have heard that I'm sure you've seen over and over again, A Fish Called Wanda. Dude! I'm leaving. I gotta Dude, go. I gotta what, go. What year was this made? Dude, a fish. Dude, I, I gotta a go. Fish called I gotta Wanda. Go. I gotta go. I gotta Kevin go. Kevin Klein won the Oscar getting for very that. Silent. He won the Oscar. Somebody else go. is getting very silent. Have right you now. not seen it either, Brock? He's ducking the heat behind the screen right I'm here. Getting like, boat raced right yeah. now. Wait, Daryl Hannah's in that movie? Who's in that movie? No, no that's you, you're thinking of Splash. Splash. Oh. Dude, I, well, I'm happy you saw Splash. Well, I've seen Splash. I've seen Splash. He, and big. <laughs> what in the hell is going on on this podcast? He went Splash. Rich, Rich, we were born in the 80s. <laughs> Am I dating myself? By no, I mean, what, 1980. I was, I'm please? born in 79. Thank you. Late 79. November of 79. Thank you. But then again, tech, this is your craft. This is your business. But still. A fish called Wanda, John Cleese, who makes now a second mention on this podcast. Anytime you mention John Cleese, is fantastic. I told the UK, I told our friend from the UK, Vernon K, that he should have Bill Belichick go to the Minister of Silly Walks. <laughs> okay, so you could um, John Cleese, Kevin Klein, a smoking hot Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, like in her prime. I want to say there's. Um, I don't even know if I can and, bring it up. And Michael Palin of of uh, Monty Python. Dudes, never seen Mighty Python. You have three films. That's weird that you, you have seen that. Three <laughs> films. Strange, right? You have Strange. three <laughs> films. Three films. I'm on it. How they're also the- wide. I mean, they're all over the map too. Those oh, are three yeah, completely you. different comedies. You guys will Kevin come Klein, in and be like, guys, thank you. You'll be Kevin Klein won the Oscar from that film. Genius. Any film, any any comedy that gets somebody a an Oscar, yeah, is I, enough. Said it's almost impossible. Right. So it's like the Saints making the playoffs. Fish called Wanda. <laughs> which I picked. Which I picked. It all comes full circle. It all comes back. I don't we even got, know what to say anymore. Yeah, I, I feel disappointed. I feel like I let you down. It's okay. <laughs> I don't. Rich, you're like 12 years older than us. Yeah, but there's... I mean, have you seen it? When was the last movie you saw in black and white? I, I mean, What's I, the last I, black and white movie you've seen? The last black and white movie I've yes. seen? Yes. Because... There I don't know some... if they've seen one. No, I've seen. I mean, I've seen. I mean, I, I saw Citizen Kane. I mean, okay, you know, I, okay. I, I think LT is from Rosebud, Texas. His nickname should have been Capital Game. Or uh... Lawrence Taylor is not from Rosebud, Texas. Uh-oh. Oh. Nice. Lauren Tannehill might be from Rosebud, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you have your you have your assignments, and also 
the number of tweets that will be heading your way. Uh, we're going to get killed. You're going to yeah, get crushed. Good. We're gonna get, well, uh, but no, no, no. Some, you, some, may, some may back you up and saying that I'm an old man I'm, I'm not, at 43 I, I never called you old. 32. I never called you old. All I'm saying you is. Said, no, no, you never called me old. <gasps> we're 12 years younger than you. But stating, what's the subtext? Stating facts. I'm reading between those lines. No, there are no lines. They're, they're, they're big, tall headlines it, screaming it, at it, me. It's like when Shaq just, said, Kobe's Kobe. We kind of read between the lines. It's exactly <laughs> what happened there. Ages on you know what? I'll take, I'll take Shaq there. I'll be Shaq. That's fine. I mean, and, and, and obviously, and Michael Douglas... I mean, I mean, what comedies is, has he been in? I mean, the, there's the Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone and all those kind of Jewel and Isle. Jewel and Isle, right? Yeah, yeah. Was. That, was the, that was the... I mean, He's more importantly, genius. though, the, just like... I, I still go, obviously, like I just I just hear Wall Street, Wall Street. in my head. I think he even called me sport at the table read, which Dude. I think was like the most genius... I could retire a happy man. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. The most impressive thing literally was to just see these four men just happy to be working with each other and just Morgan they, they're Freeman, up for man. it. Morgan I wish Freeman. he would narrate my life, Morgan Freeman. He's he's amazing. He could literally read the phone book and I would just listen to him. I'd, li- I'd, li- I'd rather have Marv narrate my life. Marv. Uh, Chris Brockman once again nice. driving his old hoopty on the 101 and having it break down. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find Marv doing getting it. a new Acura. Yes, yes. Chevy, look, Rich. Look Chevy. at the pouring of the well, milk. I just, hey, listen. I know Chevy presents this podcast, but I mean, <laughs> I had a Chevy. You did for years. For, for years. Chevy, year, eight years. Uh. Oh, All right. Memories. When does this film uh, come out? Uh, it next will year? be out next year. Yeah, I think we'll be basically filming to the uh, the end of the year this awesome. year. We still got to have Jerry back on, obviously, at least one more time um, because we have to settle the uh, the coach of the year, MVP, all that at the end of the year. Because we had did I go? Picks, I forgot who I did. I go Peyton. For, what did I do for MVP? Uh, I know I, I went Kubiak for coach of the year. I think You're looking you, good there, you brother. Went, you went Peyton for MVP. Peyton you went Aaron Rodgers for uh, quarterback after his. I like Last where I'm sitting. Remember, we asterisked, we asterisked his Man. picks, but then we unasked him because you already got a week in. Yeah, I know. But he, but he, right, he, but Aaron Rodgers, was he impressive in the week no, one? He was no, he was terrible. He was terrible. He was after week one. And he was bad week two, too. Right. And then he's been money. Yeah, he's I nice. like where I'm sitting, guys. I'm not going to lie. You shouldn't. You shouldn't probably. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let's close this podcast with him here. Do we yeah, have, what do we have uh, 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 business-wise? What do we uh, have here? A, a couple things, but uh, he's got to do an international shout-out, especially well, with we the just, how international do we have game. Well, we Vernon K. It's personified here. Yeah. International shout-out. Vernon K, by the way. The people UK. Him and I were just tweeting back and forth. I love it. I gave him some crap for calling Bill. He called him. He said that his nickname for Bill Belichick was Miserable, Miserable Bill. Bill, and that he had a face of thunder. <laughs> he has a game face coming off the plane. Okay, the, and also, the results are in for the ponder this as well. Okay, Ooh, what do we got? Uh, we tried. We, Christian Ponder came on a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry. We we said we could come up with a nickname for him because his nickname was CP, just not, his initials. Not good. And so you have uh, what are the results of our of yeah our a late contest? edition by Mark Brady uh, from NFL.com. It's not up for poll, but uh, ever since the news came that Ponder's been dating Samantha Steele of ESPN, ESPN. Uh-huh. Uh, he submitted uh, Man of Steel, S T E L S T E E L E, which is very nice. But anyway, yeah, but I mean it's that's topical. But what if the coming, lovebirds exactly. break up by week ten? I mean, seriously, like, coming you don't in your last girlfriend in your yearbook. Coming in last place with five point one percent of the vote, uh, Ponder Throsa. Ponder throws up. I thought that was funny Coming enough. in second to last place. These two were both submitted by the same guy, by the way. Okay. Uh, C-Thropio. C-Thropio. 
in second place with 40.6. Jerry's making some faces off. He's not enjoying this. I feel bad for the guy. The, per- the purple pistol. Oh, the purple that was my pistol. favorite. Uh, so what's the winner? And so the winner is at Jason Irvine with the Pondernator, 46.93%. If you give me an hour, I'll have a couple that I think uh, I would like All to right. get some votes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I, I need an hour. I'll take the drive home to think take about it. I think home. we could do it's better for Christian. I think it's we, a way homer. I think we could do better. I do love the purple pistol, I did use for last night when... Uh, Percy Harbin scored in the highlight. I, I, I used the Ponder and Lightning. That's a good one. Nice. I used Ponder Wait, and Lightning. Wait, can we talk about boat race? And his fra- Have you ever heard the phrase boat race before? Uh, I don't think so. I haven't what, either. What are you he began to Go ahead, Chris. What's he began the, context? To use- uh, the context is when a team is getting blown out. They like are the getting- Texans boat raced <clears throat> the, the Texans Ravens. Texans boat ne- raced the Ravens. Never heard Where the Ravens are getting They're getting boat, boat raced. raced. You either get mm-hmm. boat raced or you did the boat racing. Well, apparently... Colin Coward. Colin Coward used this phrase on his radio show Monday morning, and we got several tweets about that it. That Florida boat raced South Carolina. Yes. Uh, we have one other housekeeping agenda. To Hold on a minute. Wait, but one more second. So do you think Colin has heard this from are, – are we, are we so big-headed – are we territorial on bo- I, I mean, that, that 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 you're saying is Colin Cow heard it from you? Has to Colin hey, Cow heard it from nice. us? See, I could do this, guys. Yes, if you, you give me a moment, <laughs> I could do this. That's I'm not quick even, you on my even feet. Get, you didn't even need to get in your car for that one. <laughs> the pond, I'm going to no ponder the ponder. There you game go. Very good. I'm saying no one has been using this until heard it. I started throwing it around on like this three podcast. weeks ago on this podcast, so, and now he is all of a sudden. So Brockman just completely flipped course. That is odd. He was yelling at us for not knowing what it meant, saying everyone. One knows what it means. Oh. Well, I'm, saying, I'm saying, saying, look, it's a Northeast thing. People use it. Well, that's where ESPN is located, <laughs> by the way. I'm going to tweet that you coined it. Boom. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave here and just tweet well, that you I think coined it. I appreciate that you do that because I do believe it is time to marshal forces and, <laughs> and circle wagons. <laughs> and mark territory. I'm saying nobody's using it on a national platform, and then we start talking about it. We get the Schaefers in here, and then all of a sudden, the Schaefers. I mean, well, there is a track record. There's a track record on this show that it has been used for several weeks in a row now. Right. This is true. It's convenient. It's all, all right, I'm say. We're going to start delving into this problem. And now, what's the last housekeeping well, item we have here? Uh, Jerry, we know you probably watch NFL Network for all your I a- do. after Sunday football uh, stuff. But have you ever caught the Blitz on ESPN? Yes, it's the show with uh, with Chris Berman and TJ. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard how Berman says the Blintz and he puts an N in like it? the cheese Blintz? Like Blintz. I brought this I up could to not Rich believe and- that he. Rich doesn't believe me, so... Uh, so we have the rights? You got the rights so, yeah, from the worldwide yeah, leader to yeah. actually use this? <laughs> Did you really? You yeah. cleared your what you're cleared. about to play. You've cleared it. Cleared. Talk about coming back strong for okay. not seeing Midnight Run. You <laughs> guys have bounced back <laughs> so... You guys have bounced back so solid. We got a coined phrase and we got a clearance. <laughs> Let me hear okay. it. Okay. What do we is. got? Here it is. Yeah. Oh, it's a little, no, hold on, hold on. It. Pot, pot, pot it up. Okay. Getting older, not the same. same. You know, the Baltimore yeah. defense. Yes. Houston's defense is saying, hey, we're it. We're it. And nobody could argue with it on this week seven here. And we'll be back with the, so two wild games here in the Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> the Blitz. That's the Blitz. That's what the second guy Oh, says. my favorite is the, the you got guy. the ESPN the voice guy. guy. The voice oh, guy. Play it one more time. And, and include include the ESPN voice okay. guy. Yeah. Uh, I wish he would have said Blitz. The Blitz. Houston's defense is saying, hey, we're it. We're it, and nobody could argue with it on this week seven here. And we'll be back with the, so two wild games here in the Blitz. <laughs> The Blitz. <laughs> he definitely says the Blitz. Blitz. It is pretty clear 
that he says blints. But I, has this been reported as a consistent thing? Uh, it's or? a consistent. He brought. Did he just have a flub? Which no, can no, no. To Danny it's every time. Now when you watch it, it's every time. Then he's having. Fun now with I it. have then to. Then he's having fun with it. No, it, he's, he's got. He, he can't just be doing that every. He's doing it. He's doing hey. it without hey. having fun. I mean, that's Berman though. Berman's having fun with it. To me, to me, just hearing the ESPN voice guy again. I'm telling you, we got to match up that guy 50, with, our, with, with, with the our, girl. With yeah, have you ever like heard our, our you, on Thursday night football? Ooh, man, oh yeah. my gosh, Thursday night football, we use a female voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And she talks like this. Here we go. Here we go. Right, ninety nine cents per minute. And my favorite one is is every week. <laughs> every week, every week, because our pregame show is sponsored by Craftsman. All right, oh. and we've got a, a tools for victory. <laughs> Brought to you by Craftsman. We got to get this for the next show because we okay. don't have it available okay. now. But it's just like Craftsman, the tools to victory in a box. <laughs> So many ways to go. So many ways to go. Something like that. It just always ends up with in a box. And I think of Justin Timberlake, you know. And, oh, yeah. Oh, it's just sick. We got to get those people together, and they'll make the most incredibly sounding baby of all time. The timber in that child's voice. <laughs> I won't be able to believe it. Smoking timber. So, okay, so he does say the blints. I, I, I swear that's Berman having fun. He's not just. He's not. He's, he's not it. saying it just without realizing. It. Let's put it. I that don't way. think he's gone his whole life thinking it was literally pronounced. No, blintz. he's having fun. He's calling it the blintz. Cornerback blintz. I think he's. I, I don't know, but either way, he gets a good find. It's great, whatever it is. It's, it's good um, because you know NFL primetime. The, the shows that we're doing on Sunday night, the final and the highlights. Right. That's that's his essential creation. You know, or oh, no, or, he's, or, or he's our a, bosses, Steve Bornstein, with him and TJ. I mean that's we're we're all we're all I guess uh, doing what Berman started, no doubt. But now I guess what he's doing is named after a a cheesy Jeez. dish. Jeez. I'm hungry. Now. I'm starving. Yeah. We got to go I'm to your deli. I'm absolutely hungry. Um, thank you for coming in. My pleasure, it. and anytime. I literally, this is a lot of fun for me. You guys answered the bell big time. They did. Next they time, I, I want. I can't wait for the reviews. Homework. And um, Rich, it's always least. good to hang out with Thank you. Thank you. Talk appreciate sports. that. You'll come back again. A punters are people two dot com still up and Adam. I had to replenish again wow. the double XLs. We got a few international again. tweets today from people in Europe saying they're ready for their game and they're wearing the shirts to the game. Wow. That's awesome. So if, please, to your to the international listeners, if you are in Wembley wearing your Punters of People 2 t-shirts, tweet it out, and we will retweet it. Correct? Yeah, definitely. Let's do that. Yeah. I'll join that party. I'll, uh, st- I'll throw some retweets dude, around. I'm X- afraid. XXLs will go down to your, to, your, uh, to your shoes. Do you have a schmedium? We got the, uh, the, you mean you mean you mean the Ed Hockley size? I love it. I love yeah, it. my shirts come in Hockley. They come in Hockley size for sure. So puntersofpeople2.com at Topher Law T O P H E R Law. We still can't get you, Chris Law, for some reason. Have you gotten your blue check marks yet? You haven't. I haven't gotten a no. Blue we check haven't gotten an email okay. from Alex at yet. Chris underscore Brockman. Indeed. And at Jerry C. C. Yes. Ferrara. Because somebody's squatting on Jerry Ferrara? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think he, he also, actually tweeted and offered to sell it to me. I said, that's uh, oh, Jesus. No, that's that's un- I told him it's un American. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, you were like texting him about it. It's un American. That's absurd. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was me that emailed Jerry about something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you, anything to get out from under Topher Law. 
at I haven't seen Midnight Run. Dude. It's, I can't wait. I literally I can't that. wait. That. What's this awesome. like Wanda and a fish or something? Oh, Wanda Let's stop. You can't you even. dug your hole. Oh, stop it. Stop even. it. Don't dig it deeper. That's it for this Rich Eisen podcast presented by Chevy. Stay listening, friends. <laughs>